When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Time to fill out our NFL card with the host of Send It In. And now, the co-host of Sunday's Bets every Sunday from 12 to 4 in the East. To the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles! Now he's got an entourage! And he's got a touchdown! Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. It's PJ Glasser. He is also host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. And even better, he is hosting You Better You Bet today and tomorrow with Ryan Horvat as well. Good morning, PJ. Before we get into the NFL and we can talk about the slate this weekend, I just wanted your take on Michigan and Washington last night, talking to you early in the week. I like Michigan, and I think you did too, and that game sort of played out the way we thought. Yeah, it certainly did, Jenks. I was I was happy, though, that just as a fan, Washington was able to make it a game because it looked like in the first mm-hmm. quarter we might have a Georgia TCU repeat. So that what that, that was what honestly surprised me was the fact that Washington's run defense after the first quarter actually played really, really well. They gave their offense more than enough opportunity to try and come back and either tie that game or take the lead. But Michigan's defense is just, it's so tough. And we talked about it. I mean, the key to the game was going to be Washington's offensive line against Michigan's pass rush. And it was certainly better than Bama's was, but you can just tell the effect that they had on Penix and he was just a little bit off. And it seemed like all night, the throws that he needed to make, the plays that he needed to connect on, that fourth down is the first one that comes to mind when he had a Dunze wide open. He just, he never was able to make them. So I thought the winner of Michigan and Bama, I thought whoever came out of that game was going to win the title. I like Michigan. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Harbaugh this offseason, but he certainly got that program back to being one of the top tier programs in college football. And, if he comes back and if he signs a long extension, then Michigan's going to be one of those teams that you're going to have to throw out year after year as one of the uh, title favorites. Oh, for sure. When I watched Michael Penix Jr., it felt like the phrase that Sam Darnold said when he was playing for the Jets, that he was, quote, seeing ghosts. Even when he was not facing pressure, it felt like he was like seeing things come at him. And that's what good pressure can do to uh, quarterbacks when faced with that type of defense. Let's turn our attention towards Super Wild Card Weekend. And PJ, we know you're a Ravens fan, so I'm interested to hear your take on Browns because the winner of that game, I believe, will go on to face the Ravens. So I would think that... I don't know who you'd want to face. Like, I don't think I would want to face the Browns, especially with Joe Flacco. But as a better, who do you like in this matchup? Browns or Texans? Browns land two and a half here. 
Yeah, so I do think they'll end up, the Ravens, Chelsea, will end up playing one of these two teams because if the Chiefs win, if the Bills win, the Ravens get the lowest remaining seed, which will be whoever wins Cleveland and Houston. I think it's going to be Cleveland. I think they're the better team. Look, if Joe Flacco keeps playing the way he's playing, guys, I mean, even throughout his entire career, like he was okay in the regular season with the Ravens, right? Like he wasn't anything special, but he, but he wasn't awful. As we know, Flacco's calling card was the postseason. And if he's got anything left and people think he's been playing good in the regular season, wait until playoff Flacco comes back. So I think he's going to play really well. Stroud's incredible, um, and he's had a great year for Houston. But I just think this is going to be one of those games where the Browns are winning the entire time. And, like, Houston's kind of keeping it close, but there's never really a threat for them to win. Kind of like that Houston and Indianapolis game that we saw last week. Like, Houston was up early. Indy tied it. But you never got the sense that, like, Houston was really ever going to lose at at any point. And I think that's the way this game is going to play out. We know the Browns' defense is really, really good. These teams got a chance to see each other uh, about three weeks ago. So there is going to be some familiarity there. I do like the over, however, because even though that Browns' defense is really good, uh, the home and road splits this season. They've just been given way more points on the road than they have been at home. So I think both offenses will be able to score. I also like the Browns uh, to win the game as well on the money line. I've just accepted that the Ravens are going to play Flacco. Like, that's just it's the way it is. It's the way it's probably meant to be. <laughs> so I uh, I think Cleveland's going to win the game. We're talking with P.J. Glasser. He is the host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. And check him out as the co-host of You Better You Bet today with Ryan Horvat and tomorrow as well on a BetQL network. PJ, I'm just kind of bouncing around here, but I did want to get your take on the Eagles who are laying two and a half points in Tampa Bay. Now it's a Monday night game, but what is going on with the Eagles? Are they worth trusting at all? It seems like a bargain price, but you're talking about a team that has dropped back-to-back games against the Cardinals and Giants truly limping into the postseason. I have no idea what to think about this matchup. I don't either, and this is actually another game I like the over because I, I think the mm. one thing that we can count on in this game is the Eagles' defense giving up points, and Baker Mayfield and the Bucks have been much better at home this season. Take all the Mike Evans props that you can find. He has been cooking at home this season, so I think he has a big game. I like the over 44. Like I could see a 24-21 game, right? And that gets us 45 points, so I think that total's a little bit low. As for the side, Jenks, I mean, you're right. Like, the way Philadelphia is playing, it's it's tough. Like, is Philly just going to completely push the reset button? And do they just treat the end of the regular season? We know that stretch that they went through where it was like five or six weeks where they were playing good team after good team after good team. I mean, they went 10-1, and one, guys, and they end up finishing the season with 11 wins. So they were one of the best teams in football to start the season. Obviously went through a complete downfall towards the end of the year. I would probably still lean towards Philadelphia just because of the playoff experience. And I do think that now that they've reached the postseason, there's like this, there's this flip, there's this mindset that changes. It's a new season. It's a different brand of football that you play. Teams are a lot more locked in. So I would take Philadelphia in the game. I don't love it, but I think the over is the way to go. I think both teams will be able to score in this game. All right, PJ, one of the things I feel like you are very good at is taking ugly underdogs when nobody wants to believe in them. 
So I'm looking at the Steelers and Bills game. The Bills are laying 10 points. Do I want to trust the Steelers offense? Not really. But it feels like the Bills have been so inconsistent, and they've played some close games against some really bad teams. So are you taking the bait here with the 10 points in the Steelers? I don't love it, Chelsea. If I had to play the game, I probably would just because we're getting a key number with 10 and we're getting a low total at 35 and a half. And look, Josh Allen's probably going to turn the ball over at least once, if not two times. Like we just, that, that's what he does, right? He throws an interception just about every game. So if you're a big favorite, the last thing you want to do is be turning the ball over and give e- extra possession to a team like the Steelers who... I mean, are, have been winning games with Mason Rudolph at quarterback, right? I mean, they're 3-0 and since he's taken over. I think they found something in the running game. And Mike Tomlin is just going to find a way to, to have this team playing competitive. Now, the T.J. Watt injury, I think, is a big, big deal in a game like this, right? His ability to get pressure on Josh Allen, I think, w- would be huge. But, uh, yeah, I think if you're making me pick the game, Chelsea, I, I would probably take the Steelers plus 10. It's probably the game I feel the least confident, I, I would say, about this weekend. We're talking with P.J. Glasser. Make sure you check him out as the host of Send It In each and every weekday at 1 o'clock. And for the next couple of days, co-hosting You Better You Bet with Ryan Horvat. Wanted to ask you about Cowboys and the Lions. So the Cowboys at home have been a monster this year. They're laying seven and a half, or I said Cowboys and Lions, sorry. Cowboys taking on the Packers, I should say. So it seems like a big number, and yet you look at how Dallas has played at home this season. They've been a juggernaut. So how do you handicap a game which seems like a big number to cover, but a team that looks much different at home? I'm going with the Cowboys team total over Jenks, 28 and a half. Okay. I don't want to trust Dallas in the playoffs laying a big number like this, but you talked about how great they've been at home this season and their offense. This is a great matchup for them. The Packers' pass defense has not been good here the second half of the season. So, you know, because it's Dallas in the playoffs, I think this game is going to come down to the red zone, right? And Green Bay will almost give up yards in the middle portion of the field, but once it gets down to the red zone, that's where their opportunities are, are going to come. If they're able to keep Dallas to field goals, they're going to have a chance. So I think the Cowboys are going to have plenty of opportunities to score in this game. I like that team total for them. I like Jordan Love overs in this game as well. I'd look at passing yards, passing completions. Um, you can run the ball on Dallas, and I think that is what Green Bay will try to do. But Jordan Love's playing really good football. And if Green Bay wants any chance of winning this game, then uh, he's going to have to play pretty well. So I do like Jordan Love to have a big game, but that Dallas team total over, that's how I'm uh, betting this game. PJ, can I ask you about college basketball real quick? Because sure. we were talking about this Texas A&M and Auburn game off air, and I just I have a real tough time putting my trust in this Texas A&M offense. But Texas A&M has had Auburn's number. 3-0 and straight up and against the spread in their last three meetings against Auburn. But when you see a team like Auburn that is firing on all cylinders, feels like they're scoring 90 points a night, I have trouble fading them as well. So you told me you already played Texas A&M. What's the justification behind the Aggies tonight? 
I just think it's too many points, Chelsea. You know, Auburn just beat Arkansas by 30 in Bud Walton Arena, and not many people do that to Arkansas and Fayetteville, and Texas A&M has been really struggling as of late. So I think this line should more so be like four and a half, five. Instead, it's all the way out to seven and a half. So I think you're getting a good number. And A&M is a team I was really high on in the preseason. They haven't had the season up to this point that I thought they would, but that's a really good veteran team who you mentioned They can beat Auburn. They know how to beat Auburn. And that's one of the few teams that has had success in Auburn Arena. So I like A&M plus the points. Check him out as host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. And today and tomorrow hosting You Better You Bet with Ryan Horvath. It is our friend PJ Glasser. PJ, thank you, my friend. Thank you, guys. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.